Landmark Group are one of those huge Dubai success stories, a company that has grown up with the city, expanded internationally, and has many household retail brands. One of the most acclaimed is Splash Fashions. Its CEO, Raza Baig, who joined the company 26 years ago, shares his views on how retail has evolved over the years and how Splash Fashions have partnered with Dubai Expo 2020 to create a sustainability line. Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services, and trending topics. Loving Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love in Dubai, Love in Saudi, and Smashy TV. Each week, we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. Well, welcome to the show, Raza. Thank you. Richard. Thanks for your time. It's great to chat to you in these lovely offices. Thank you. So tell us a bit about your role as CEO of Splash Fashions and how it came about. So I, I, was, uh, I joined fashion by, by default. You know, I decided that I needed to do something. I got a job in, as a store manager in, in Splash. And um, so you're interested in fashion from a young age in the industry and you wanted to learn about it? Nothing. Okay. It was not planned. Okay. It was, I was a businessman. I was a small businessman in India. I had two, three small businesses. I was very okay. enterprising when I was a young kid. Yeah. And I decided to uh, come to Dubai in 1993. And uh, it's it just that when I saw an ad in the newspaper which said fashion buyer and it said, you know, travel the world, I was very excited. I said, this looks like a great mm. uh, job. And I hand wrote an application and I, I got called for it. Handwritten before the before online applications. This was <laughs> probably my first job interview. Yeah. Which I'd applied. And I actually I didn't have any work experience. I had only done only done business in the past. So so when they read a handwritten application, my things so the prince of the own the founders of Landmark Group, Mickey Jekdiani, were very intrigued that somebody had written a story of their life. Okay. And that's why I got a call. And uh, when I came into fashion, I, I realized that this is it. Because I'd done business, and for the services I had to do, I used to get paid in a month or three months. And uh, this was a business where you sold it in the day, and at the end of the day, you collected the money and you counted it. It was amazing. I said, this so is the cash, the direct to consumer purchase. So yeah. I was very excited just by the fact that you get paid for your for the, <laughs> for the day. And yeah. of course, uh, fashion is, is very nice because it changes constantly. Customers are constantly new. So the whole process of coming into a business which is so dynamic and ever-changing excited me as a 26 year old man and I thought this is what that's I good for you how what was splash like then was it in its infancy uh, yeah so describe splash 20 something years ago so 26 years ago when we joined splash and I joined splash I had no idea what fashion was and um, the chairman of landmark group today Renuka Jaktiani was the MD of the business and we both didn't know really what fashion was she was a housewife and I was a businessman who came to join her. And uh, we learned the business of fashion through trial and error. The customers were very forgiving at those days. Of course, Renuka had a very clear vision on what she wanted in, in, in the value perceptions or in the store design. Even the selection of the merchandise was very, very 
uh, we're very, we were very careful on all, uh, all these aspects and we live by those values even today. Mm-hmm. And I think so that's the reason why the brand has stayed for so long and has been successful and grown. But uh, my fashion understanding all came from the consumer. Amazing. Yeah. And, and so you were a businessman. I'm fascinated to see that you've stayed in the role for so long and grown with the company. Uh, it's, you know, how has that been? Have you felt entrepre- entrepreneurial within, entrepreneurial within the company? So I, I, I was very fortunate to work with the Jaktianis who, are, who, have, who believe in empowering leadership. And I have got the unconditional support from them. Over the 26 years, I got far too many opportunities to work with many people and uh, better designations and probably better salaries. But I never jumped ship only because I only realized that when you have that authority given and uh, um, the empowerment, the trust, the trust and, you know, it is there is nothing can. And then, you know, when it rains, it pours. So I my patience stayed and over a period of time. Things changed. Yeah. So, so what's Splash now? You know, you're you're all over the world. You're all over the region and in, in different countries. Uh, what, how many people work, and what's the kind of uh, size of the business? So we have about close to four thousand employees, and um, we are in across all GCC countries. We mm-hmm. are in Africa now, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, India. Uh, we are uh, we have stayed in this space. Um, markets were a little difficult last two years, but you know they started to really look up again. I think so. The e-commerce mm. played a role in um, uh, in destabilizing high street, mm. but I think so. You know, it was a phase. We have caught up. And uh, do you think that that sort of kind of global trend in e-commerce versus bricks and mortar? is in line with the last few years or are there different macroeconomic factors are, are these these things happening at the same time or are they separate they are, <clears throat> they're not separate you know this is a new version a new way of of shopping and uh, the consumer is definitely finding it easier to shop on e-commerce mm. but uh, saying that um, Brick and mortar is a business which is always going to stay. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a certain consumer which is going to look for convenience or things like that. Um, in the West, when you look at e-commerce today, um, in between five to 15 or even 20% of the turnovers is today coming from uh, e-commerce. Um, I believe that is going to be a formula worldwide. But And how, how does that impact your decisions? What presence has Splash online? So we did, we did a really terrible job over the first first few years of e-commerce because that was not something, that's not an expertise of mine. And um, it was vague, we were part of the, we were part of the process, but we didn't, we didn't specialize. Uh, only in the last two years, we have really given it due attention and put the right investment, the right team. So the best of e-commerce of Splash is to come, still to come. I think so, we are on that space today where people could go and, and, and get a certain experience on my e-commerce website. Mm. I wouldn't be able to say that about a year ago. Mm, and a year a year ago, it was just come and buy a product, whatever is there. But, you know, you know, there is a certain experience people expect when even they're on online, which I didn't really understand because I'm not a tech guy, basically. So 
it took me a little time to understand that this is something I really need to focus on. Okay. But you're also moving with the market at the same pace as well. Always. Yeah. You have to constantly move with the market because, you know, when I, when we started Splash 26 years ago, um, there was very little, re there was no retailers. Mm. There were no international retailers. So there was other than BHS and JCPenney from America. These mm. were the two looked up brands and uh, today they're not That's in the air probably. Yes. And there was no other retailer. So we right. were the first few who came into the business of retailing, organized retailing. And uh, and you built a lot of brand equity and affinity. You, you know, people grew up in this region shopping at Splash and there's a very strong association, you know, and you do so much for the business as well. Your, your fashion shows are, you know, leading in the industry and things like that. How did that all come about? That came with the change in the market. As the markets changed, we adapted to the change. This, the, uh, you know, the region has been, you know, really moved in the last decade and all in the last two decades. It has really upped its game in all fronts, mm. from real estate to infrastructure to, and without those, with those changes, even Splash constantly upgraded its process. So, for, if you look at our store design from where we started to what we are today in 26 years we must have made six or eight okay. big changes yeah. and uh, I think so we just kept up with the region's changes and as malls came in and as um, communities grew we became a part of that growth and uh, we have thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this process. It's amazing so you know your kind of retention strategy with customers is normal you know providing better products and new trends and new fashion ranges all the time, but you also invite them to events. You, you, they, they feel as if there's more ways to engage with your brand. We need to do that because at the end of the day, we are, we are one of the pioneer brands of the region. And um, we have always been a very young and a fun and a value conscious um, brand. Uh, we did that only with the intention because we wanted our customers to know that, you know, buying reasonable clothes uh, is not supposed to be only cheap. So when you look at our fashion shows, they are larger than life. Mm -hmm. There's a certain sense of quality and finesse in the, in the event. And uh, we do wow our customers. When they come, they don't believe it that this is Splash yeah. who's doing this. So <laughs> most of the time people will, will say, what the hell? This is yeah. what the Splash event. But that is it, whether it's a calendar event or whether it is, or whatever events we do, we do it with a certain finesses because uh, reasonable clothes don't mean cheap. <laughs> yeah, amazing. So I, I was recently in um, a Nike store in, in New York uh, uh, on Fifth Avenue. It's positioned as a future digital store. And it was amazing. It was visually amazing. Uh, but the experience was like going into an Apple store. I was looking for the checkout and he pulled out the uh, iPhone and, and there was a, a drawer that I didn't see that had a bag that, you know, against the wall. Um, is this what people are expecting now? And do you think uh, retail is about that experience? And would you see, you know, is that the space that you need to be in? Or are you looking to kind of compete with the big e-commerce companies? Uh, retail experience, the wow experience is becoming a must in today's day and age. And uh, there are many things which people are doing, like as you said, and, you know, a wow factor when you go into the store and just, mm. uh, there is very little merchandise, but you're selling a lot more and, you know, the personalized services and um, 
with with uh, us where we do a lot of volume it sometimes becomes very difficult because you, you know there's a certain turnover which we need to achieve and for that you need a certain depth of merchandise because our okay. product is our value is very very small you know we can get a beautiful um, bci cotton based t-shirts for 20 dirhams and for that to make volume we have to sell a lot more uh, but therefore, even our future designs have got a lot of digital and, you know, these wow effects, which yeah. which will give the customer the belief that, oh, they're looking after us. That's a must. Interesting. And uh, because e-commerce is doing that, you know, the, you get everything at your doorstep, packed very well. And, yeah. you know, and uh, you feel, oh, I'm spending the same amount of money, but I'm getting it home delivered. I don't have to carry it with me. So I think so. Re retail uh, brick and mortar has got a responsibility now to see how to pamper the customer because they're getting used to yeah. <laughs> being pampered by e-commerce. Yeah, very good. And yeah, their lives made easier. I want to ask about a trend in the industry regarding the environment and sustainability. We see, you know, uh, sustainability and environment is almost disrupting industries, whether it's the food industry or F&B experience. And that seems to be, and you guys are pioneers in it, but it seems to be capturing the global attention. We see trend things that Zara are announcing and things like that. What's what's your view on uh, what the fashion industry should do regarding the environment? You know, so uh, the sustainability has been the buzzword in the marketing. Just now everybody has been talking about it. We as a business never spoke about it, but we actually started practicing it about seven years ago. Okay. Uh, it, you know, I was in Amsterdam one at one show and I heard sustainable fashion. I said, what is this? I didn't know. I've been in the business for long. So I walked into that presentation only to hear what sustainability was. And I was shocked by some of the examples they gave of what, whether it was washing of jeans and the cotton. And, you know, they were mm -hmm. talking about polyester, how it is polluting the... The, and I said, oh my God, we, we sell so many pieces and we are a part of it. So I came back to uh, Dubai from Amsterdam and I talk, called the team and I said, you know, we don't know anything about sustainable fashion. We need to do something about it. So then we got associated with certain agencies, international agencies to guide us how to go about it. To, you know, today we sell close to, we don't talk about it because we have not marketed it. We, be, we believe a customer should come and should, yeah. should be, it is a part, it's our responsibility mm. if you are in the business of fashion. We sell, we sold, we sell close to 30 million pieces uh, of sustainable fashion. In yeah. fact, every plastic bag in our business is biodegradable yeah. because, uh, and this is not now, we are doing it for maybe five, six years now. So almost 60 million bags of ours are all biodegradable. All, all are, um, you know, from BCI cotton to organic cotton. It is like a, the polyester which we use in our business, business is recycled polyester. You're the largest recycler of polyester in the region. No, I, yeah, I do not know whether we're the largest or not, but yeah. we are conscious of the fact that mm. it, it has to be recycled. Mm. Uh, and uh, we do this very quite in fact my marketing team says we should talk about it and I said okay if you want to talk about it go ahead and talk <laughs> about it but this is our responsibility yeah. as a business and hopefully hopefully um, with the way things are going and now a lot more factories are sustainable factories so the new factories we are identifying who are 100% sustainable that means every piece and every energy which they use has to be sustainable so with those norms, I think a lot of change is happening. 
with so much happening in Dubai on sustainability, 2020 is all about sustainability. I think so. It's going to create a, such a such a huge hype. And you're actually one of the official partners with Expo 2020. Yes, we are. We 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 are uh, the official licensing partner. Or yeah. Not official, but we are one of I the licensing partners of. You've created um, a special range of collection. I think so. They it was not our vision. It was their vision mm. to have an apparel line, and they approached us, and we wow. were more than happy to do. Uh, and it's a sustainable line it's a sustainable collection it's really doing very well it's, it's already really, available in the it's stores. already available in the yeah. stores it's a beautiful collection it's uh, it's our pleasure yeah so it's so a lifestyle wear, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not necessarily active but it's at pleasure so okay. you can wear it active for for um, um, for exercise or just you know wear it for comfort so you think you excited about the expo next year and do you think i am so i'm very looking forward to it one is because uh, you know dubai does everything so brilliantly and i was i was fortunate enough from from the very initial days to see what the design is about so i'm very excited about the venue which is going to come up because i know that they have done a fabulous job yeah they're doing a fabulous job and uh, more than anything else, it's a really, really good cause. They're going after sustainability, some energy to all all aspects. Yeah. Of, and I think so. It will create a it will create a wave worldwide. I am very, very confident Amazing. the way they are doing it. And uh, it sustainability, which is like the buzzword, will become the norm in time to come. I'm hoping Dubai is takes the lead. Dubai is taking the lead on it for sure. Just now, UAE is taking the lead on it's it. It's great, great, great to see splash such a Dubai story and to be part of that. We are, we are, we are a Dubai <laughs> success story. Amazing. Well, that's a good note to end it on. Thanks so much, Raza, for your time. Thank you, and Richard. look forward to following your. Thank adventures. you so much. God Thanks bless. Thank you. All the best.